guys welcome back to some of my jokes don't land this is ayan you're still listening to me yes i'm still there i'm not going anywhere i'll be coming to you every week and uh, i hope everybody enjoyed the episode from last week i received multiple reviews about it and most of you seem to enjoy it also a few people recommended stuff that uh, they wanted me to see and it was really great because i really needed those recommendations so thanks to everybody who heard it and uh, thanks to everybody who has been sharing it or writing reviews about it you guys are great man you guys are great you are the reason i do it also the quarantine is very 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 boring so i had to do something to entertain myself and everybody around me that's the point of this podcast so that you find things about me and i find things about you and that is the main aim of this podcast like i have said so there are few things that are really great that has happened with this podcast and i'm really excited about it is finally available on all platforms that i wanted it to be this is all the things that have been going around around the podcast and uh, around my life in quarantine and that is why i have uh, chosen a very interesting topic so that we all can engage with it and we all can learn from it this podcast is going to be mostly about information because i really enjoy this topic and uh, you guys already know the topic because you have clicked on it or you know what the topic is but it is going to be about space growing up i was immensely immensely interested in space and i'm also very interested in space right now because i feel that space holds answer to all our problems that we are having on earth and there are also multiple other cool reasons why i love space and uh, today's podcast is going to be mostly about space and all the information that i can give to you guys but i'll be also giving out multiple opinions about things that i think that are going on with space or that i feel should happen with space so that we can lead to a better future so that is what today's podcast is going to be also please stay till the end for movie recommendation and the music recommendation this is ayan you're listening to some of my jokes don't land let's get started some of my jokes don't land so as i said i'll be talking about space now so before i get into everything let me start why i love space so much okay so growing up i am a very curious child like uh, ever since i started making sense of everything i started questioning most of it and space is something which has lots and lots of unanswered questions so obviously it attracts me because there are thousands of things that i can still learn about it and hence i feel that uh, is an interesting topic also many of you in our generation today who are millennials or who are in the age bracket of let's say 18 to 24 Uh, they are more inclined towards learning about space than any generation before because uh, not only are we more informative because we have all the information in our grasp like never before because of the internet also it seems like that our generation is more intuitive about uh, newer prospects and ideas and hence uh, more people are interested about it and also there have been lots and lots of advancements in this field in the recent ages and hence it is a very booming topic like india is killing it in space research right now 
so are many other companies but we'll talk about all of them so that's the reason i got into space and learning about space because uh, it is very vast and it is very unknown that's probably the best reason i can give to you like there are so many things to learn that's why i love space because the opportunities are endless and there is lot more to learn so uh, i'll be starting uh, everything by by giving a brief history of what has happened with space research through the ages and i'll be talking about some key points like i think everybody while we were growing up we knew that uh, the first satellite to be launched in space was by the russians it was known as sputnik uh, i think it was sputnik 1 and uh, it was the first uh, satellite to orbit earth and it was by the russians like i said and uh, also there's this movie known as october sky it's about this uh, real life scientist who got inspired by the sputnik experiment and wanted to become a rocket scientist in nasa so he started learning about it because all of us know by now that uh, the russians and the americans used space uh, race or space research as a weapon for the cold war that was going between them and hence uh, when they started with the sputnik uh, the americans had to respond to it and the americans i think just like after 4 months came out with the explorer 1 explorer 1 which was their satellite and uh, it was i think in 1958 or 57 uh, or 57 right uh, around that time but that was the main uh, thing where it all started about space research like the first time we sent something on to space then came obviously the first man in space even be- okay let me give you something uh, i think we know about it already but even before the first man in space uh, the russians sent a dog named laika to test uh, effects that uh, space has on living creature then obviously came yuri gagarin yuri gagarin also known as the first person in space or he he was basically a space tourist who went to space and came back he was the first person to leave the earth atmosphere and travel in space basically and that was uh, marked as a very great achievement for the russians because they already were first to put the satellite first and now man first we were not there that time but we can really understand that when two countries are not happy with each other when the other country is doing something first before them which they are also competing for it was quite not a pleasant experience for the americans or american scientists who were working them because most of the money for the research was being spent in a very 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 uh, what to say non measured way and there was excess spending on space research at that time and hence it is looked down upon currently a few people look down upon space research because they think that uh, it is not of any like conclusive value but uh, i'll talk about that later but uh, that's what happened like they were competing it's like spending money on war they were spending money on it as much as they were doing back then for wars because they thought that it is a political statement that they have to make the russians already beat by putting the first satellite and then also the first man in space i think right after yuri gagarin went i think alan shepard was the first american in space and i think this happened in the same year in the year 1961 as i remember yeah in 61 it happened but then obviously in the end uh, we know that the space race blatantly ended after america sent uh, the first man to the moon and it happened pretty quick to be honest like if you see the first satellite which was in 57 and then the first man on the moon happened in 69 it 
is great like so we figured out that uh, how to send pull and satellites in space uh, and it was a great achievement but ever since that i think that was the peak of space research and then it all ended because uh, obviously the novelty of going to the moon ended after you go and go to the moon like the apollo missions and you do research uh, the novelty gets over obviously because there is only so much research you can do about a planet and when we found out about most of them there's no point and purpose of going there again and again and hence that happened that was the main conclusive device of war that uh, america and russia used back then uh, which was space so yuri gagarin uh, neil armstrong and uh, audrey nebers became the first humans on moon like we all know and uh, that was also a very conclusive statement of authority that from the americans to show that uh, see we went far and this is basically like call shot already kennedy had spoken that we are aiming for the moon and we will reach moon not because it is easy because it is hard i think i have already spoken about this speech earlier in a podcast uh, conspiracy theories podcast uh, about how people believe the moon landing is fake and how everything uh, so please listen to that but uh, assuming it actually happened which i assume it happened and i explained why in that podcast so go back and listen that uh, that was a very significant moment in the history of the earth and as well as for america obviously because they sent people on moon and the thing is that uh, countries like india today uh, have not yet sent people on the moon but i also feel that uh, at sometimes people consider space research to be inconsequential but it's not always inconsequential so that was the space race between america and russia like we all know then let's talk about a very interesting thing which was initiative america and carl sagan and people all around the world i would say because i think it was a contributed project that they took of sending two satellites or two what to say or probes i think they call them probes uh, voyager 1 and voyager 2 to deep interstellar space and they were sent like randomly at two d- different position and they were not targeted anywhere so the first one was sent in the year 1977 and uh, it was a, a probe that was launched with uh, critical information related to earth like you can all google and find out uh, what are the things that the voyager 1 contains is basically a encoded golden disk that has uh, multiple datas that uh, when any conscious life sees will be able to grasp information from it and it contained uh, multiple things relating to earth like i think the first images were uh, about our location in the universe and then about how to introduce basic forms of communication so that they can understand the things that they are about to see next then there are multiple images from earth there are multiple sounds from earth because it was encoded in a disk which was obviously the most effective way of giving information back then and also i feel it is very convenient for sending it in space and uh, that's why it was sent with valuable information regarding our, our earth and it was sent into deep interstellar space it was sent in a direction and then i think it was in the year 1977 like i said so they actually sent two probes uh, the voyager 1 and voyager 2 both were sent in different directions they were released in the same year that is 1977 and uh, that was because so that it can re- reach two different parts of the universe i think uh, the voyager 1 is traveling much faster than voyager 2 and voyager 1 i think just crossed uh, interstellar space uh, in the year 2012 and interstellar means basically anything beyond uh, the, our solar system so it it 
uh, started in the year 1977 like i said and it reached the end of our solar system in the year 2012 and the voyager 2 which uh, was slow traveling slower than voyager 1 crossed that space or barrier of interstellar space in the year 2018 so there's a considerable spe- uh, speed difference but obviously the speeds are inconsequential also there's this very interesting thing that i would like to talk about like i said i love movies i saw this film recently actually i think last to last week on its contact is from the 90s that has uh, i think jody foster and uh, matthew mcconaughey so the film was basically about uh, aliens and co- aliens contacting us and there's a there is a very interesting scene which is actually possible that it can happen and it is logic so they received signals back from space and uh, first things that they sent back to earth was okay let me just give you the brief of the scene so people are gathered around this monitor which has finally decoded all the messages that the aliens have sent and the first image that you see is of a swastika and you zoom out and you see that it's hitler so everybody is confused like why the fuck uh, is everybody from outer space sending us images from hitler and then what stuck to them was that that uh, that image was from a video from a certain olympics which was which uh, i think berlin olympics i don't know i think it uh, or german olympics i don't know uh, where it happened but from that event and it was the first event that was broadcasted live throughout the globe so basically that was the first event which was distributed or broadcasted on uh, radio waves or probably some other wave but uh, we know that uh, light has multiple waves and radio waves are part of the spectrum of light and hence they travel at the same speed as light so basically uh, they thought that obviously they sent this back to us because this was the first thing to be ever broadcast and this is the first thing that uh, they saw that came from earth so basically that was the scene and i felt that it was very logical for them to do because it was interesting to see i didn't like the movie at all because it was about space and science and they kept on putting religion in it and it obviously like destroyed the entire flow of the film for me anyway let's not talk about film now okay so that's uh, the thing so voyager 1 and 2 were sent uh, in a different uh, directions uh, so that uh, if any day any conscious life form can uh, contact us or can uh, receive them they can obviously gather information about earth from those disks and uh, let's hope they reach somewhere but thing is that we most of us don't have the concept of speed at which the interstellar objects are like we don't even know like it was launched in 77 and in 2012 it just probably crossed pluto or neptune so if you consider uh, our nearest star system like apart from the solar s- system the nearest star system is uh, alpha centauri i think uh, alpha centauri is the nearest star system the, to us and it is i think around 4.3 light years now light years is a unit that we use used to calculate distance uh, obviously it denotes time but it actually represents distance it is the distance covered by light in one year so if you travel at the speed of light the amount of distance you cover in a year is known as a light year and when i say light i mean any wave or anything that falls under light like in the spectrum of light obviously the visible spectrum is visible light that we see but there are multiple other spectrums of light that we don't see like radio wave microwave x rays and stuff that we don't see but they travel at the same speed as light so 
that's the thing and there are some really interesting things you can uh, learn about the distance in the cosmos and stuff obviously if you want to read about space or if you want to learn about space i will obviously refer you to watch this netflix series which is very famous like even before netflix existed the series was made by carl sagan known as cosmos and then neil degrasse tyson remade it and packaged it better for netflix and it is a really cool thing to see if you are interested in space research and learning about our cosmos and this is very interesting thing that uh, he pointed out and I, and i would just probably like to quote him see he he said something that is uh, our universe is very vast obviously like you, you know and uh, we don't have the grasp to understand the entirety of the universe let's say that there's this uh, planet which is around 4 light years away from us let's say it is in the what is proxima century or alpha century i don't remember the name of the star system i think it's uh, alpha century star system and uh, there's this planet which is around 4 uh, 4 light years away so the light from earth takes 4 years to travel there so basically this is 2020 so the light from 2016 is reaching there now so if they had a telescope powerful enough to cover the distance of 4 light year and they pointed it towards earth and let's say they pointed it towards your house and they would see you doing things in 2016 right now because light takes 4 years to reach and hence uh, that is how the universe works that was my point of saying that uh, the distance amongst our the distance that we imagine in our brain in kilometers and miles is very 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 negligent when you consider uh, interstellar space travel or interstellar distances that was the point that i was trying to make okay so that was basically that i wanted to speak about voyagers voyagers for me is a very interesting thing because i always hope that someday will be contacted back by some intelligent life from another part of the world because carl sagan was smart enough to send these things out and uh, there is a very considerable decline in space research and space enthusiast because there are tons and tons of problems all around the world and we have somehow left our ideas or our aspirations behind and we have focused on something else completely like there are so many bad things going around all around the globe that we don't need to focus on uh, we can put easily all our efforts into solving problems by doing research in space there are tons and tons of things that come out because of space research but people simply avoid them because they feel that space research is inconsequential like i was recently giving a viva kind of a thing and uh, my topic was whether budget should be allocated for space or for uh, poverty alleviation or something and uh, i made the same points like whatever is necessary at that point should be done if parts of the world are suffering from famine you don't spend tons of money on space research but at the same time if there is a thing that is happening in space and that will only happen in like every 50 years so i feel it is the right time to invest in it than to wait 50 years because it might yield multiple elements to study that will very consequential for the development of human beings and uh, there's this very wrong perception that uh, maximum people have that uh, space research includes searching for aliens or searching for a better home uh, because probably you have seen tons of movies and that 
also probably the wrong movies and that's why you're having this idea but space research is not about finding aliens lakhs and lakhs of things are invented because of space research and i'll be giving the very same examples that i gave that day the juice tank was invented because astronauts on the space station wanted to drink juice that's why you get tang in this powdered form then the lasik eye surgery that you do the intricate arrangements of lasers to fire to operate your eye the whole principle is based around the devices that they use to align spacecrafts there are thousands and thousands of other things that uh, people study and learn from space every day and they implement it in earth and that's why we are living like this life that we are living like all of our technology i will say can be considered to be a contribution because of space research because we wanted to make something that was uh, efficient to be utilized in space and when we made that and we developed it further and further a simpler version of the same thing came to us and we started using it in every day i think uh, battery powered drills were invented because of space and now you can find it in any hardware store now if nobody would have thought of going to space nobody would have explored space we wouldn't have faced those problems that uh, we needed that we faced while going to space and in the dev- process of coming up with solutions we wouldn't have made thousands of inventions that uh, solve our daily life as the point i'm trying to make for anybody who is trying to say that space research is inconsequential so i met a few people who think that way and uh, i feel that uh, they are not really aware about the situation and they are very delusional about multiple things and hence this is going on but uh, i feel that people need to like in general people need to study more before commenting on stuff anywhere so let's not go into it but uh, that's the thing that's what i wanted to say now let's quickly move on to uh, what i feel like uh, also like the apollo missions were mostly the same but my favorite Apollo mission was actually not the Apollo 11 one where they made it my favorite one was Apollo 13 because of two reasons first is a movie based i'll say it later but because uh, obviously uh, Apollo 13 for if anybody who don't know it was a mission obviously to go to the moon and uh, they failed actually what happened was that uh, while they are making the travel there was this problem with the oxygen tank and it started spewing oxygen out in the space and uh, they didn't have enough oxygen left to go to the moon and uh, go to the surface so what they had to do was that they went to the moon they catapulted u- using the gravity and came back to earth but uh, during that time i think uh, at that moment they went the farthest ever possible they were the f- farthest any human has been Uh, in a spacecraft i feel that back then it was the farthest i don't know if it has been changed but in apollo 13 mission i think jim lovell was the captain and uh, he he had to make that difficult choice of saying that you cannot go to the moon because uh, you don't have that oxygen left and uh, the second reason i was giving because there's this insanely good movie known as apollo 13 directed by ron howard Uh, Ron Howard is uh, whom I already referenced in the last episode about the guy who made Arrested Development but he also makes great movies he made all the Dan Brown adaptations of his books like Inferno Angels and Demons and also he made Apollo 13 and Apollo 13 I think is my favorite uh, space movie ever like not Interstellar not Gravity not anything else I think 
it is my favorite film ever because i think you need to see it to understand uh, obviously it is about a mission that was failed but uh, the main idea or story behind it was to bring them safe and how the people on or along with people who were up there work together to make that happen was really great and i feel it is a great story to uh, convert into a film because obviously apollo 11 is a great story first man that damien chazelle from the creator of whiplash or la la land made i think uh, two years back uh, starring ryan gosling was a good film but uh, i feel that the story was more captivating in apollo 13 because it was about a failed mission so there was drama in between all loved drama obviously and uh, it was also a story of bringing people back and saving people's life and that was a great piece uh for me at least uh so that was my i think my favorite apollo mission i don't know if you guys have favorite apollo missions but i just deal with it yeah <laughs> uh okay uh so that was about the apollo missions now let's talk about uh, india in space research so as we all know india has been currently like killing it in the space game because of our mangalyaan missions and our chandrayaan missions and because of how cost effective we are like first of all the basic concept of getting news has been simplified into memes today we are so attention deficit we have no patience to read through an article or read through anything we just see a meme and we think that this is the news that you wanted to see i have done it hundreds of time that i have seen a meme that is giving out information and i have googled it and it has been right and i was shocked but there are multiples of occasions where the information that the meme is giving is completely false so please don't get your news from memes but uh, when this entire thing happened like i think last year when india failed like partially failed in its mission and there was this entire drama about how india is the best and obviously india is killing it in space game but uh, we love drama like i said yeah isro as we all know is our homegrown space research organization and uh, it is very interesting because uh, unlike other countries let's america has nasa or the europeans or the chinese our budget is very limited i think it has it is around 1.8 billion dollars uh, just giving you an example like uh, i think uh, mukesh ambani can fund isro for really 20 years apple's net worth is around i think 300 billion and it can run it for around 170 years probably and uh, that is really funny because we feel that oh, we are destroying so much of our wealth by providing it to space research but there are tons and tons of places that we spent as a country obviously because uh, the reason i'll give but we spend more money on uh, fertilizers and manure than we spent on space research so what i was saying is that it is very very uh, it's a very unique kind of a organization because firstly it is a government but it doesn't have the budget that a government organization usually has so it has to implement ideas from a very independent source like so basically it is like nasa because it is government oriented but because of its budget because of the approaches it has to take it is much more similar to let's say a spacex and that's why it is a very unique hybrid because it has a constant backing like the finances less but it is consistent from the indian government but the approach towards things that they need to make is very very like startup like i don't think spacex is a startup but uh, let's say it's like a startup because the 
way we function is like that we try to make most out of the least less things that we get and hence it's a very interesting organization and i love it because of that first of all what i think isro does best is that uh, it doesn't aim for going to mars like isro has never claimed that it is going to reach interstellar space or something our objectives are very much limited to like uh, currently all our rockets that we have are basically vehicles to send satellites it are obviously i think preparing for the gaganyaan missions in 2022 when they are trying to send like humans to space but uh, up till now most of our missions have been concerned with sending satellites. satellites and hence most of our rockets have been designed in that way we literally have i think in the mid section uh, of costing there's a low end that existed before then came the mid and then now we have the best one but in the mid section i think there was options that the isro organization gave to the customers who were uh, were trying to send satellites up like i think obviously everybody has heard that isro launched i think around 100 and 110 satellites at the same time and that was an achievement and all the satellites were not from here so basically a buyer comes and spends money and says pays money to isro and buys a space in that rocket and then he can fill that space up with his satellites and that's how it works so i think in our mid section i'm using the word mid section but let's go with it Uh, i think isro even had options like depending upon your requirement we had three separate size variants of rockets that uh, we could send to space depending upon your needs and it is a very indian way to look at it but it's really cool for me at least it's really cool that we have that mentality here also to let's make it in three sizes guys like how much money they will give that is that's how much they're getting and it's a very indian mentality also another thing that i like about isro is that it is very cost effective cost effectiveness is very highly uh, regarded in today's space research because slowly slowly we are building upon uh, going to another planets and settling over there so we have will have to bring down the cost of air travel to the least uh, possible and by air travel i mean space travel uh because we will have to make multiple trips to there we will have to ship cargo we will have to ship people and it is going to be really really costly so the more we try to make it cost effective the more it is going to be so i'll just give an example when suppose let's say nasa wants to send a craft to the moon it will just directly propel towards moon but but the rockets that we have in isro are not that powerful and they don't have that fuel capacity to do a single burn to reach moon so what we do is that we use earth's gravity propel and build up momentum so that uh, we can like slingshot our way to the moon because it is going to be highly effective for fuel consumption so these are the approaches that i feel are necessary well while dealing with space because uh, these are the ways to go anything that costs less money to make is obviously going to be regarded more i think our last mission to mars the mangalyaan was i think done at a budget of 75 million man united spends more money on buying players and they don't even reach i think top 5 hollywood makes movies about space uh, at almost twice and thrice the budget and we were effective enough to make a space program out of like that budget and it is a very commendable thing for us and hence the entire world is looking at us currently 
uh, and I really like it because I think this is the pinnacle that we have reached in considering space research as of now and it is really great because the world is looking at India and trying to find answers. I hope the Gaganyan missions of 2022 happen on time. I don't know about uh, what will going to happen after the lockdown gets up whenever it does I don't know but I am I can only hope that it goes well and people from other countries can learn from the ways we are trying to make the mission happen obviously if you don't know India and its uh, Chandrayaan mission was the first to find out water in moon surfaces and that is also a great achievement from ISRO and uh, I just want to say I'm really proud of that, that uh, we were able to achieve all those things that people are trying for so many years. I think India, I think uh, it was formed exactly around 50 years ago. So, and we are celebrating the 50th anniversary this year or probably we did it last year. But that's very commendable that we have reached so far in so less time with so less budget. That's all I wanted to say about ISRO. Okay, let's talk about a very interesting concept uh, that is what I feel is going to be the future of space research. Now, there are hundreds and hundreds of companies coming up with various ideas of how to develop equipments and how to develop things for space research. And they're all very cool. Like uh, the very concept of making space travel sustainable that uh, Elon Musk and SpaceX is doing is very commendable. I don't know if you are aware of it, but when a rocket launches, there are multiple parts of it that gets disintegrated and are can only be used once. So basically when it boosts, after a layer of fuel gets over, that part is dunk and then the other part utilizes fuel and it goes up. Like I think we have seen rocket launch videos and we all know what I'm saying about. But uh, what Elon Musk wanted to do was that he wanted to make it very sustainable, like so that nothing is wasted. So what he did, I think you have also seen SpaceX launch videos and what he does in his uh, SpaceX is that when the rocket launches, it obviously gets up with the help of boosters, which is helping it at the liftoff. But once they are detached, uh, his company has figured out a mechanism so that he can control the momentum of the boosters that are coming down and he uses jets to propel them to safety so that uh, the boosters are not destroyed and they can be used again and again he's trying to basically make it sustainable and not waste anything so every time what they do is a really great thing that they do is that they uh, conduct experiments and they conduct this launches I think every month and they're readily available on the YouTube channel so if you want to see just subscribe they do a very good live stream every time they do a rocket launch and it is very informative and very visual. So I think you guys should check it out. So it's really interesting what uh, Elon Musk is doing. Elon Musk is uh, idol of mine because of all the things he has done. And uh, I think he's the guide that uh, the world needed. Like he is doing things that we consider fiction, to be really honest. he's Nobody thought he would uh, do all these things. He made PayPal. He then started a solar farm company. Then he started making electric cars. Then he started investing in space and space research. And now he has a company which is actively competing with any other space research organization in the world. And he is doing at a very cost effective way, at a very less budget. And also he is trying to make it more sustainable and easy. He basically wants like an aircraft, like once you 
डी बोर्ड है एयरक्राफ्ट दे डू द मेंटेनेंस एंड इट इज़ रेडी टू गो ही वॉन्ट्स स्पेस ट्रैवल टू बी दैट एंड हेंस ही इज़ डूइंग दोज थिंग्स सो आई फील स्पेस एक्स लाइक इज ओन बाई इलॉन मस्क इज़ अ ग्रेट कंपनी आई डोंट नो इफ यू नो दैट नासा इज़ प्लानिंग द सेकेंड मिशन सेकेंड फेज ऑफ मिशन टू मून नोन इज आर्टमिस फर्स्ट वन इज अपोलो अपोलो सीरीज नाउ इट इज आर्टमिस एंड आई थिंक दे हैव ऑलरेडी कॉन्ट्रैक्टेड स्पेस एक्स एंड ब्लू ओरिजिन टू सप्लाई दैम विद रॉकेट्स एंड स्टफ सो दैट दे कैन मेक इट मोर कॉस्ट अफेक्टिव एंड मोर ईजी गोइंग बिकॉज दे आर ऑलरेडी रिसर्चिंग अबाउट इट सो इट इज़ यूजलेस टू स्टार्ट फ्रॉम स्क्रैच फॉर दैम दे कैन जस्ट बाय दियर स्टफ एंड यूटिलाइज दैम सो इट इज़ रियली ग्रेट टू सी सो मेनी मल्टीपल ऑर्गेनाइजेशन वर्किंग टूगेदर एट द सेम टाइम एंड आई फील दे वुड प्रोपेल अस टू अ बेटर फ्यूचर दैट्स द एंड गोल एक्चुअली दैट आई वॉन्टेड टू से the last thing that i will say that i want to see happen and it is something that is very possible uh, theoretically speaking actually practically it is also possible if we do it uh, multiple times but let me just tell you and it will blow your mind so like you know that space is expanding okay so as space is expanding uh, slowly slowly things are getting away from us this is basically the big bang theory or the theory of big bang came from here that uh, we know that space is expanding hence we know that once it started from a single point and then it started expanding from that point and hence big bang like that's the theory that proves that big bang actually occurred anyway uh, so it is going far and far so today if any object is let's say a certain distance apart from you tomorrow it is only going to be a bit more farther so the more we are waiting for things to happen the farther and farther we are going so we can also think that there was a point of time when these galaxies and these star systems were much closer to us let's say few million years ago the our closest uh, star system might have been only 3 light years away which is now 4.2 light years away it would have been easier for us to travel back then than now and it is very possible that it can happen uh, that uh, in the few coming years we would uh, wait for much more longer and we would lose that opportunity as well so what i was trying to say is that till now we have only been able to photograph till pluto new horizon was uh, launched i think in 2006 and this uh, it was basically a mission to go to pluto and take pictures and stuff and they sent it and i think finally last year we had the first photo of pluto no i don't remember if it is last year i don't have a very good memory and i forget time frames for certain reason i don't know but we received actual images of pluto i think one or two years ago and before that anything we saw of pluto was basically a representation of an artist but last year we got it but that is the limit that we have reached the hubble space telescope cannot focus on a certain place uh, like let's say a mission to that planet can so we need to send missions to other star systems but like i said uh, four light years is basically if you travel at the speed of light you will ne- reach the nearest star system now there is this very interesting thing that can e- happen and i will talk about it right now so earlier when i was speaking about isro and i said that we crammed 104 satellites in one rocket and sent it and it was an achievement you will have to make notice of the thing that satellites nowadays are probably the size of a motherboard of your computer they are not the size of a room so you can literally cramp thousands at in a small space so what 
we can do is that uh, there's this very good theory we can do is that use solar cells and not cells it's sails actually sails like uh, sails on a boat so what we can do is we can fix a satellite that has a camera and that has all the systems required for sending and receiving information and there's this concept that you can use the solar sails and uh, so basically they would be deployed in the atmosphere by a rocket like our usual satellites do but then we can pro- uh, propel them at one fourth the speed of light one fourth the speed of light which is tremendously fast nothing has nothing a man has made has ever traveled at that speed but uh, we can do it if we hit the sails with lasers like if we hit the sails with very high power lasers it can be propelled at the speed which is one fourth the speed of light so i'll be explaining it in a very simple way so if we travel at the speed of light it takes 4 years to reach alpha centauri okay if you are traveling at one fourth the speed of light it will take 20 years which is still pretty quick in 20 years if we start today we can reach another planet okay so we have reached there okay we have reached now let's say that uh, Uh, we'll have to send multiple of these because many will get destroyed in the way, and obviously because space debris and all, we cannot calculate for it. Uh, we can to a certain extent, but not everything. And there are also other things happening at the same time that we can't calculate. So, if we let's say send hundred at the same direction towards the star system, and uh, let's say ten of them make it. great actually because 10 of them now can efficiently click pictures and stuff now when they are done clicking pictures and stuff they will have to send us back okay now like i said uh, it takes 4 years for light to travel and the signals they will be sending back will be at the same speed so we'll get back that information 4 years after they have reached so it will take 20 years to reach there and then 4 years to receive the signal back so in 24 years if we start today we can receive images from other star system and we can learn about how planets over there are there is very high possibility that there are there is a planet in the goldilocks zone which is what earth is in in this solar system goldilocks zone is basically the perfect uh, space you need to be for life to exist and it is very possible that there are other forms of life over there and it is probably one of the biggest step we can take while uh, considering space research that is we can at least go to a nearest star system now these these are obviously all theoretical and they have been proven in some way by doing experiments but we'll only have to try to see like it is not conclusive and i feel it can be done in a very budget effective way and if all the organizations put together their heart and soul they can achieve it because i feel it is necessary uh, let's hope it happens somebody has already proposed this idea let's hope that it actually takes place and we actually get to see pictures of another planet in 30 years or at least 24 years if you start today which i hopefully sure you are not but uh, at least if in five, next 5 years we start we'll, in the next 30 years we will receive images and it will be great for studying uh, and i feel it is a really great opportunity for the future of space development and it is really interesting also uh, also i don't know if you are aware of it i have already spoken about how joe rogan podcast is the best podcast to listen 
and elon musk recently came here again and he spoke about some neurotic shit that you need to listen to that guy is brilliant and if he actually lands on all those ideas that he said he is planning on and he has already started working on i think that he can single handedly change humanity because nobody else is trying even he changed it with electronic vehicles and paypals and solar panels and stuff i think he can very much do it he talked about neural link and stuff this time uh, but and ai also but last time i think he came a year ago in joe rogan's podcast like i mentioned and he smoked weed and it was a controversy blah 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 but uh, he spoke very good stuff over there as well and also in i think yesterday yesterday it came out the episode yesterday's episode was also great i think you should listen to him speak listen to anybody who's consequential in the science in the field of science speak is very important because they have ideas and stuff which will educate us about the science going all around us and i feel science is the most important if you think like read about space read about science and how technologies developed because of space research how technologies have con- gained from space research obviously people have died and people have wasted money on space but uh, they're only for the betterment of our further generations and i can only hope that anything and everything goes right it always never does nothing goes right all the times but i hope it does so that uh, space research can be considered much more important and it can be given much more value than anything else that is going around so that's all i wanted to say about space research now i'll be moving to the next section i'll be recommending you films and music and again i've come up with a great film it's not about space even though i should have thought of a movie i have already recommended apollo 13 but it's not about space let's diverge from space and let's come to music and films guys okay so this week's movie is a movie by this director known as john carney who already had has made a great film known as begin again begin again is a great film this recommendation is not for begin again it is for another movie that i feel is far superior than begin again according to me both music wise and both overall film wise and actually it's a mixed recommendation the music from this movie is also my music recommendation for this week and i feel everybody should listen to this the movie is on a sing street i have already like uh, shouted my brains out to my friends about how good this movie is and i have probably shown most of them it has become their favorite film as well sing street is about uh, musicians in dublin very young musicians trying to form a band trying to deal with their teenage life trying to find a voice and the basic idea but it is a very beautiful film i won't say much about it i love the songs all the songs are really great like i today only i made a post on instagram saying <clears throat> how people say that uh, begin again is so great and i truly believe begin again has a great cast uh, the setting is great but the music for me uh, always lacked in begin again obviously people comment that quote that you find a lot about somebody by their playlist or something but uh, there are thousands and thousands of better things to see in sing street i feel sing street is great uh, the entire album is so good i still today like today evening i was humming 
I think three of their songs at the same time. I don't know how it is possible, but I was doing it. So please listen to all the songs. Listen to Up. Listen to Riddle of the Model. Listen to all the other songs that is available. Please go through the film Sing Street. It's by John Carney. It came out in two thousand sixteen. It was a really good film, and I really enjoyed it. It is moving. It uh, describes relationships very well. It also has great music. John Carney is known for his musical sense. He, I think, he is part of a band as well. Uh, so he's a musical man, as you know, and uh, he has this very great way of making films that are based around music. And I love it. I loved Begin Again, but uh, I'm sure that I love Sing Street more, and I'll always love it more. Sing Street has the entire cast is very fresh. Like you have not seen them anywhere. All the songs are sung by the cast. The main guys sang all the songs. There's one song that Adam Levine sang, is also a great song. But I think it is basically it will take you back to that begin again thing. And I feel that the songs that have been sung by the original cast is much better than that song. So please go and watch Sing Street. It's obviously not available anywhere because nobody gave a shit about. Nobody gives a shit about good films. You only watch things that are available on Netflix. So please go to a torrent client, download it. Go to your website, download the torrent, and start watching good films. It is very necessary for you. Also, it will be very entertaining because it is not boring. It will not take much of your time, and it will leave you inspired. That's all I can say. That's all I can pitch about. There's nothing more I can do about it. To be really honest. Uh, so please go and watch it. I hope you liked what I spoke about today. I hope something I gave was of consequence in your life. Uh, I hope everybody does great. Everybody has a good time. I hope the lockdown ends soon. Uh, you were listening to Ayan. This is some of my jokes don't land. See you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>